You are listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association, Oklahoma. I'm Addie McCasland. Today we're talking with Gennaro, affectionately known as G. Pratcher, Employment Specialist for our Oklahoma City A Better Way program at Mental Health Association, Oklahoma. G is a longtime professional in the mental health field who had decided to leave the industry before being recruited by an association case manager. In researching us, he saw that we were, in his words, doing the work and couldn't help but join the team. He just celebrated his one-year anniversary with us, and since that time, he's helped to make the A Better Way program in Oklahoma City the success that it is, employing hundreds of participants. We are grateful to have G on today as he dives into the nitty-gritty of what makes A Better Way work so well and what could help expand its reach. The mental health download starts now. Welcome, G. Hi, well, glad to be here. Yeah. For the listeners out there, can you tell us your name and your role at the association? Okay. My name is Gennaro Pratcher. I am an employment specialist here at uh, the Mental Health Association of Oklahoma for Better Way program. Very good. Can you tell us how long you've been with us? It was a year last Wednesday. Ah, um, okay. Thank you. Yeah, I've been here a year. That was on January 25th. And did you come in as an employment specialist with a three yes. program? Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. How did you find us? How did we have Well, you? Trudy Islas, uh-huh. who is my wonderful teammate, yeah. recruited me. I knew Trudy outside the association. She knew my background in mental health. Uh, she also knew that mental health left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh-huh. And so she very gingerly asked me to come look at it. She was like, hey, listen, I know you have issues with mental health. You know, no one left a bad taste in your mouth, but I want you to look at it. Come look and see what we're doing here. And I think you'd be great. If you don't want the position, then I know you know somebody who will. So I did my research and I was very impressed at the work that was being done and that I read about. I definitely did my research. I looked up the website, looked up the program and, you know, had still had an eyebrow raised and was like, okay, let me come check it out. And so I did. And I was just blown away. Mental Health Association, Oklahoma was actually doing the work, mental yeah. health work. Yeah. 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 I had the same experience whenever I was recommended for this position. I'm like, well, yeah. let's do some research first before I make a big shift out of self-employment into right. non-self-employment. And it was an easy no-brainer. I mean, walking mm-hmm. into the building, I was like, yeah, this is the right spot for sure. Right. So you mentioned that you had a bad taste in your mouth about mental health. Can you elaborate on that? Absolutely. I worked in mental health for 15 years. I started out behavioral medicine, worked there for seven years. My first five years there, I was on the accent unit. That is children ages 12 to 17, severe mental disabilities. Uh-huh. Did that for five years. Absolutely loved it. From there, it was time to move on. I went to uh, what's called the flow pool. So mm-hmm. that's where I was everywhere. So I had two years of geriatric psych, adult psych, sexual trauma units, adolescent psych, children's psych. So you name it. I, I did it yeah. for those two years. From there, I went to the sexual trauma unit. I worked with exclusively for another eight years. There, I worked with children that have been sexually abused. Oh my goodness! And yeah, I get it. I will get that a lot. How do, how do you do that? How do you do? That? Well, you well, I was built for it. You know, yeah. 
I was built for it. Those kids needed someone like me. I'm I'm a very big guy. I'm six foot four, two hundred fifty pounds. Those kids needed that security sure. and that safety, you know. And so I was built for it. So I would often ask the question, how do you sit behind a cubicle all day? Because I can't do it. Sure, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, yeah. But it came to the point where uh, I was starting to see here in Oklahoma, it seems like those that were powers that be didn't really care about mental health. Mm-hmm. The mental health crisis is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I saw the writing on the wall. Things started to become more about money instead of people. Mm-hmm. So it was time for me to move on. I, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Sure, sure. There's too many yeah. barriers in the way for you to effectively do your job. Absolutely. Yeah. Without question, too many barriers. And, you know, you felt helpless. Sure. If I can share one particular story that was really the straw that broke the camel's back. We had two siblings mm-hmm. who had come from a very severe um, sexual trauma. Uh-huh. Severe sexual trauma. And basically make a long story short we had them got them rehabilitated they were doing really really well and one of the therapists came in with tears in his eyes Uh and he said guys this is going to be my last day brother and sister that we've had for usually a stay is about six months we had them for about a year and a half Mm -hmm. he said they're sending them back to their abuser oh no it's the system yeah. You know, of course, the hospital didn't, their hands were tied. Sure. But the system sent them back to their abuser. And I was beside myself. Because mm-hmm. those kids become your family. They're like your kids. Sure. You, you form those relationships, those bonds. You've seen them go from where they didn't want to be in the, the little girl couldn't even be in the same room with the man without having triggers. Mm-hmm. And now, She's giving side hugs to, to male staff. She's opening up. She's more comfortable knowing that all men aren't that way. Right. You know, and all of that went out the window with one court order. Oh, golly. Yeah. And so shortly after that, I put my two weeks in. Sure. And yeah. So that's where the bad taste came from. Understandable. With that, I'm glad that you still considered exploring <laughs> Trudy's encouragement. Mm-hmm. I think. Because I saw them doing the work. I seen yeah. the work being done. So yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I can do right. this. That is right. right. So you mentioned that you're an employment specialist. Can you tell us or tell the listeners rather a little bit about the program that you operate? Right. So Better Way is our program and it's our initiative that gives people an alternative to panhandling by paying for a full day's wages for uh, each day of work towards beautifying the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, during which they are introduced to our services and are offered uh, case management. This system change framework is grounded in the notion that a sustainable job can be uh, the first step towards redeeming dignity, as well as to improve health, sobriety, and fulfillment. We want them to get employed and they go see Trudy first. She's the case manager. Any barriers to employment, she takes care of. Sure. They need ID, if they need social security, birth certificate, the whole nine, she yeah. takes care of. Once they have those things, then she hands them off to me and I find them meaningful employment. Yeah. And I want to put the emphasis on meaningful because we're not sending them to fast food. Right. We're not sending them to bottom of the barrel you know, employment. I have established very meaningful relationships with employers. Mm 
Mm -hmm. And they understand our goal. They understand our mission. And the employers that are in my database, they get it. Yeah. They want to help. Yeah. They they understand. They believe in second chances. Sure. And so, uh, yeah, to be able to get get them meaningful employment is huge. It's sure. huge. That's the key, right, to the entire program. It's not just come out and work for the city for a day. Network. Come, you know, do some work, know your value, be rewarded for your value, and then also, you know, be offered case management to help you become self-sustainable and become, Absolutely. yeah, employed and and housed if necessary right. um, and thrive, Absolutely. not just survive. And that's the thing, you know, it's a hand up, not a handout. You'll hear us say that a lot. Yeah. You know, the $65 to come out, get on our Better Way van, mm-hmm. do about six hours of work, earn $65. Yeah. They, they can do that five times per calendar year mm-hmm. uh, in the new year. So we're starting to see some repeat basis mm-hmm. because their time started over. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, we don't force anyone to come see me or get employment. We just want to give them that opportunity. And it yeah. might take some time, mm-hmm. you know, before they're ready. And that's okay. Would you say that most of them do ultimately come back for our services? Absolutely. And I would say the first six months, we probably, it was probably about about 50% that came opt-in rate for services. And we are starting to see that slowly increase. Oh, that's fantastic. So I would say it's about 60, 65% right now. Uh Oh, that's great. That's great. How long has The Better Way been in operation? Well, here in Oklahoma City, it's been September 2021. Mm-hmm. When we started here in Tulsa, the Better Way program, I believe, has been around. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's about five to six years. Yeah. Uh, six years. Yeah. And both are partnerships with the respective cities, correct? Absolutely. So this is pretty a pretty general question, it, which you have touched on already. Yeah. What would you say is the value in this program? The value in this program is the fact that people are getting opportunities that they might not have otherwise. They are getting help to receive gainful employment, meaningful employment, to be able to get the help that they need. Our focus is helping people that are coming out of homelessness. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these folks have been cast aside. They they don't feel like they've been taken seriously, Mm -hmm. uh, looking for help and don't know where to turn. And oftentimes they don't receive the help that folks say that they're going to do, you know, that they're going to, they don't receive the help uh, that they're promised. And here, mm-hmm. Mental Health Association of Oklahoma and our program in particular, A Better Way, we do what we say we're going to do. It's so important, um, right, to build trust. Yes, absolutely. And that's how you build that trust is doing those things. Mm-hmm. I've had people that have, I've seen Trudy get people their ID mm-hmm. or they'll get their social security card and they're in shock. Yeah. Like shock, like, oh my God, you really did what you said what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I've gotten people employment where we have gone to an interview and they're hired the same day and they are in shock. Yeah. Some of them don't say much at first because they just cannot believe it. And by the time we get back to the office or maybe the next day, they are ecstatic. Yeah. And they will say, I cannot believe you guys are actually doing well. I'm gonna tell everybody about you guys. You can see just how ecstatic that, that that they are. And that is the value is helping people and actually doing what we say we're going to do. And is to see those smiles and to see bad grown men cry. Right. In front of and it's just very, very, very rewarding. It's challenging at times. Sure. It's sure. Very, very, yeah. very, very rewarding. 
Yeah. I don't think there's a human on the planet who hasn't experienced somebody whose actions and words don't match up. And I would imagine that our participants here at the association, they experience that to a greater extent than what, mm-hmm. you know, I do. Yeah. So I think that aligning your words, matching your words to your actions, is just so important in everything that we do here. With the A Better Way program, what barriers do you feel like you encounter? As far as with the clients? Yeah. Like words? what? What would, I mean, it's already a really well one, excuse me, it's already a really well-run program, Mm -hmm. but with everything that's well-run and with everything that's as new as this one is, you know, we're Mm -hmm. looking at a year and a half or so, there are always barriers that we as we move through something. What have you discovered have been the biggest barriers? I think the biggest barriers right now is, you know, funding. We do need more funding. Our van only holds eight spots. Right. And that's they, why you can only have five repeats five in a year. Exactly. So with that being said, here in Oklahoma City, the opportunity to be able to help people is, is exponential. The problem is we only have eight spots. There's been times, Addie, that we've left behind mm-hmm. 30, 35 people. Golly. We've left people. behind. And that's who we know of. Yeah. It's, it's really more than that. But that's where we've been able to quantify that amount. So there's been times we've left well over 30, 35 people. So right now it's a good problem to have, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a problem. Uh, There's so many people that can still be helped Mm -hmm. and we're not able to provide that help right now because we need more men. We really, we really could run four vans. Sure. And they will all be full. Yeah. They would all be full easily. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. yeah. But then that requires more staff. Mm-hmm. Trudy would definitely need. Right. More. And at that point, I would as well. Right. But right now, I think that's the biggest barrier right now is just the funding to be able to help more people to yeah. get more, more vans on the road so we can help more people. So let's talk a little bit for the listeners out here who aren't familiar with the A Better Way program. Let's talk a little bit about the, the mechanics of it. So you mentioned that you leave people behind regularly, sometimes in large groups, mm-hmm. where are you leaving them? But how do people know where to go to be picked up from the van? And right. So the, it's, in the life of a better way. <laughs> right. So we are supposed to hit certain hotspots, mm-hmm. right? homeless, where you see homelessness and people, you know, different encampments, but with us only having one van, right. word spreads quickly. Right. So van driver can only hit most of the time one spot. It's very rare that he can hit two spots. Yeah. That van is filling up wherever he stops first. Right. So we've come up with some central locations that to be able to, you know, where folks know where we're picking up. One is the Lottie House, which is our drop-in center here in Oklahoma City. And then Fifth and Dewey, which is just a street up and a block over from Mm -hmm. our offices here on North Walker. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You you go to these spots and you pick up the first eight participants that are non-repeat mm-hmm. participants. So first-time riders get first dibs, of course, first president. So we got eight first-time riders, they get to ride. Sure. But a lot of times we'll have four or five. And then, you know, it's really at our van driver's discretion who gets on after that. We try to really hone in on those folks who are really looking for employment 
mm -hmm. are serious about working. Of course, we don't discriminate at all, but sometimes people that are trying to abuse the system. So we just try to avoid that. But right. we're, we're going to help anybody and everybody we can. But like you said, we're, our hands are tied with only eight spots. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you pick up the eight participants and you take them out to a park mm -hmm. and they clean. And then Trudy brings them lunch. Right. And talks to them about services. Right. Yes, that's exactly what happens. So our van driver picks up the participants. They you know, go to different city parks here in Oklahoma City because we are funded through the city as well. Sure. So Trudy comes out with lunch, like you said. From there, Trudy explains the program to each participant. Mm -hmm. uh, the first-time riders is who she's talking to because the other have already heard this bill, been through it, some of them several times. So what end up what happens is Rudy explains it, the program, what it's all about, the end goal, and the end goal is to come see me for employment. Mm -hmm. She makes it very clear that they don't have to opt into services. We don't want people to feel like they have to, because we want people that want to right. opt into services. And she takes down their information. They come back to the to the office, usually around 1 o'clock. They do intake with Trudy, and then there she asks them if they want to come see me, sit down with me, and seek employment. How do you find these that you have standing relationships with that we can help our participants, you know, gain permanent employment with? How do you find those relationships? Okay, it's a couple of ways that I do that. First being job fairs. And thank you so much because you are so proactive in sending me job fairs and I appreciate that. Keep sure. them coming. Thank you so much. The last one you sent me, I got some guys that are ready to go. Oh, fantastic. The city, yes. So I'm super excited about that. So job fairs are the, the big one because it's it, those people are looking for me mm -hmm. and I'm looking for them. You right. know, these employers are looking for me and I'm looking for them. So once I explain the program, about 95% get it. Mm -hmm. They understand. They want to help. And a big part of that is selling myself as well, selling a better way and selling myself, letting them know, hey, you can trust me. Uh, let's get together. Let's have lunch. Let's talk about it. A really big selling point as well is when they see the other employers that are on board. Mm -hmm. And so that helps a lot. So the first would be job fairs. Real important for me, mm -hmm. building those relationships with and finding employers. The second would be I'll just walk in every Friday. I try to go in and hit three or four businesses. A lot of times I'll go into places that I see their hiring sign. I'll ask for the hiring manager, the person who is the decision maker. And I just ask if they have time. If they don't have time, I try to get on their schedule to come back and talk to them about the Better Way program and how they can help us and how they could help the city. Sure. That's so, like yeah. showing that it's an investment in the community in which you live. Absolutely. And it's important. Absolutely. Yeah, that 95%, that really shows how good people truly are. Really, and it's true. It's absolutely true. One big selling point where I get a lot of people, one of my secrets. <laughs> so you, <laughs> so, one of the secrets that you're going to announce on the podcast. Yeah, yeah I am. I, I know. Maybe it can help somebody else. out. I don't know. Right. Hey, but one of the things that I do that really gets them and I think really kind of hooks them in, mm -hmm. when I say, hey, you see the panhandlers out here, if there was a way you can get them off the street and get them gainful employment, would you do it? Right. That gets them every time because it's automatically yes. Sure. Who's going to say no to that? Right. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, this is how you can do that. And this yeah. is how you can help. That's a that's that's a good one. I like using that one. 
Yeah. Do you have any standout success stories? You know, everybody loves a good success story that you can can share. And then obviously protecting the identity of the participant. No doubt. No doubt. So I have a client who has been through the the entire program, Mm -hmm. started off on the street, got into street outreach. He got housed, came to see Trudy, got all this stuff together, got his ID, social security card, came to see me, got him employed. And he was one of the ones I was referring to as far as just tears of joy. Sure. When I I got him hired at a very, very well paying job, Mm -hmm. which he told me is the most money he's ever made in his life. Mm-hmm. He, I was going to, I went to his apartment to pick him up to go get his boots for work. And he got in the car and I tell you, he's a little bothered. And I said, Hey, what's going on? You okay? And he just said, man, I just feel like this is too good to be true. I feel like somebody's going to take my keys from me to my apartment. I feel like any second, like, this is just going to be a joke. You guys, you know, you're not going to show up and help me. And, and I looked at him and he started to cry. Uh-huh. And I said, look at me. I said, you deserve everything good that's coming to you. Mm-hmm. You deserve to have a good life. Yeah. You deserve that. I said, do you believe me? And he was like, yes. And he wiped his tears away. <laughs> and he just said, thank you. Thank you so much. He said, okay, let's go get my boots. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and we went on to get his boots. But man, to see that powerful moment. Sure. Of what we do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, this is why I do what I do, you know? Yeah. A very, very, very powerful yeah. uh, moment. Well, I can tell you, you're very good at your job. Well, thank uh, you. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about the program? I would just like to share that this program is so genuine. The folks that work here, myself, Trudy, our van driver, Steven, you know, it's our baby. And so we we take this very seriously. We don't take this lightly, what right. we're doing. We understand that we are literally changing people's lives yeah. here at the Better Way program. And you're going to get people that have your back 100%. We advocate for our clients. Right. Uh, one of the stories that I can sh- that I'd like to share is that there was an employer who I had gotten several of our folks employed with. And I guess they seem to have forgotten that our people have advocacy. Mm-hmm. So things were being said, things were being done that were, you know, unethical. Mm-hmm. I found out about it, made some phone calls, very <laughs> professional. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, you have to employers, they're used to taking advantage of people. Mm-hmm. And when they find out that these folks have people that have their back. Mm-hmm. that will fight for them, then the story changes and, you know, we're able to help. So when people come into this program, you have people that 100% have your back and want the best for your life. So this is a very genuine, heartfelt program that mm-hmm. is literally changing people's lives. And for the first time in a long time, a lot of these folks find out <laughs> that they have somebody, people that truly care about. Right, right, right. So that's what I would like to share and leave the folks with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we are just about to run out of time. So is there anything else that you'd like to say before we end the interview? No, just thank you, Addie. I appreciate you and all that you all do. You and Kelly are great. 
And I appreciate you all. So just thank you for giving us a platform to share these stories. We're very appreciative and it's a part of all what we do. You guys help us get the word out. You guys help us make sure that we're looking good when we go out and go to different events. So appreciate it. Appreciate all the merch and, you know, everything that we we have. So I, I just want to say thank you as well. I got to shout out Kinsley for the aesthetics of everything that comes. Okay. Right, yeah. She's the one that does the design work. I just have the words. <laughs> so no, well, we're not going to downplay. <laughs> downplay what you do. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for, you know, especially in the midst of what has been a snow, sleet, ice, whatever it is that we've been yeah, experiencing right. here in Oklahoma. Right. And for any listeners out there who might happen to be decision-making employers, mm-hmm. If you'd like to reach out to us, they can contact you at gpratcher at mhaok.org. Absolutely. And you can call me at 405-452-7121. That number again is 405-452-7121. That is my work cell. You can reach me there the easiest. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Stay safe. All right. You as well. Bye. Bye. to the Mental Health Download. I'm Addie McCaslin with Mental Health Association, Oklahoma.